candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. A Riverdale <laughs> recap podcast. And we are here to talk about Chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and directed by Rachel Talalay. Yeah. Yeah. Darlin, do you enjoy the work of Rachel Talalay? Should I know the work of Rachel Talalay? She is notable for, among other things, directing the last two episodes of every Peter Capaldi season of Doctor Who. Oh. I mean, so she's responsible for Hellbent and Heaven Sent. So yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And in the early 90s, she directed feature films, including Tank Girl. So Rachel Talalay is responsible for my childhood crush on Lori Petty. Yeah. Which was a formative period of my life. <laughs> I, I guess I guess we are fans. Yeah. And then I saw A League of Their Own. Yeah. And, and then your whole world that was, just like... That was it, man. Like, exploded. The sweet lady from Beetlejuice and, and Lori Petty in the same movie. Yeah. Did you really like Free Willy? She's not hot in that. She wears a lot of swimsuits in that. Wouldn't she be all over it? The fish is too sick. It's the, the mood is wrong. It's a very sad fish. Hold me. Darling, I always want to sing Michael Jackson. We've got something else to talk about. I don't remember the words to it, really, but I always really like that song. <laughs> That's for the best. Uh, we start with our opening narration from Jughead, and he's talking about how, you know, every mob movie plays out the same with yeah. some small-town innocent rube getting wrapped up in the intoxicating world of organized crime. Yeah. And we see Archie getting wrapped up in this world of organized crime. Yeah, he's doing errands, pick, picking up the shoes from the cobbler. Yeah. Apparently Riverdale has a cobbler. You gotta keep that tradition alive. Mm -hmm. There's not, there's no shoe stores in Riverdale, so Support everyone really needs businesses. to make yeah. sure their shoes stay uh, working. They're artisanal. So, so yeah, Archie's running, we're seeing him run around town everywhere, running some stuff to his dad's, running here, running there, and eventually he's back at the lodges. Where he runs into Veronica. I feel like I said that really weird. What goes on in that pretty little head of yours, Veronica? And uh, she she is getting fitted in a white dress. <laughs> it's for... very matrimonial. Yes, but it's for her confirmation. <laughs> About four or five years late, but that's okay. That's okay. We aren't going to sweat it. Yeah. There's an excuse. Apparently her, her, her parents really wanted her to get confirmed by... A certain Monsignor who has confirmed everyone else in her family. And did her baptism. And did her baptism. Apparently his schedule has been backed up for the last few it's years. Like I, my next open date is three years from now. Very popular Monsignor. Uh, so a lot of her family is coming in for this. Abuelita, the tias, they're going to have a great time. Everyone's going to be there. I, I do love how she explains what happens at a confirmation yeah. just to catch us up. Yeah. You know, she has to renounce Satan. Which, of course, I will. <laughs> yeah. Season three, that's when she pledges her soul to the Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah. Let's only find the cult in the woods. Uh, well, yeah, I do like that Archie is does ask, like, well, what's involved with that? Do you have to, like, practice or... Or not practice, what did he say? He said... Oh, do you have to memorize Memorize something. something. He does not know the difference between this and a bar mitzvah. Nope, no he's, idea. He's a nice Protestant boy, because frankly, neither do I. <laughs> I skipped that part of being Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because I'd given up on being Catholic by then. <laughs> so at the Joneses, uh, Jughead and FP are there, and Sheriff Keller shows up, coming to harass them again for, like, the fifth time mm-hmm. over where uh, the picking statue head is. What is his plan? Like, are you sure you didn't do it? Like- if I just keep bugging you, eventually you're going to get so annoyed that you just confess. Uh, that strategy is supposed to work when you, like, lock them in an interrogation room without food or water for six hours. You don't just go to their house. The trailer only has one door in and out. It's basically <laughs> the same. If he's just blocking the door. I suppose. Jughead goes off on him about how, like, you don't have any proof. You don't have any leads. There's no, no reason to think it was us. Mm-hmm. Uh, except he goes in about how, well, there was that article you wrote and he's like, yeah, and I'm writing a new one about you and how you're harassing us. And you care more about catching a vandal than a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sheriff Keller. Because Where were Sheriff you? Keller's the murderer. Yeah, it's all coming is. together. He, he does ask if he can get a quote. And I love the FP like mm-hmm. snorts a little, laughs, <laughs> silently in, in the corner. A moment where he's very proud of his son and his humor. Yeah. Yeah. Betty is in her bedroom doing dark Betty webcam things. Yeah, she's in in the the sticky maple outfit, you know, wig and bra. Uh-huh. And talking to someone who's clearly masturbating. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And undressing and and talking about how he wants to meet her one day. And then Alice comes along and like knocks on the door and is all like, "Why is the door locked? What's going on? I don't like locked doors." <laughs> And, uh, and Betty quickly puts a robe on and uh, pretends like she was just getting dressed. Mm-hmm. And she slams the door on her mom while she's just raising her finger to, like, wag in a don't you talk to yeah. me like that. It's so good. It's really good. At the, the student lounge, uh, Veronica invites everyone to the confirmation and she has reserved a pew for them. She she does talk about how normally it's for family only, but they are her chosen family. Mm-hmm. So it's also all about her. So she gets to decide these things. <laughs> but yes, Kevin does ask what the dress code is. It's Catholic chic. Catholic chic. But like, isn't it also for the church? Like, it's not. I mean, I haven't been to a Catholic confirmation, but isn't the whole congregation supposed to be there because you're being welcomed into that community? I don't know. I always thought it was more of like a family affair. Y'all are weird. Um. <laughs> well, no. I'm bad Catholic. Really bad Catholic here. I don't know these things. Normally, it's just called First Communion, I think. Because mm-hmm. you're getting confirmed, and that's when you can actually take like yeah. communion and whatnot. Yeah. I guess everyone's there, because normally it's like a bajillion kids who just got done going through their catechism classes. <laughs> And preparing for First Communion, doing it at the love same time. That, though, if like it's Veronica and a bunch of twelve-year-olds, <laughs> like ten-year-olds using mine, and their little like white dresses look like flower girls. Do you renounce Satan? Maybe. <laughs> Hi, sweet. I wish that was it. That would have been incredible. <laughs> but I'm sure different Catholic parishes do it differently. Sure, sure. This I'm, one it is very on, different. It depends yeah. on how incredibly conservative your Catholic church is or how liberal it is. Because there's like some Catholic churches where you like wear head coverings. Mm-hmm. And most you don't. I wonder if she goes to a Catholic church where they bless the basket. This is the only like Catholic thing I care about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you bless the Easter basket? 
And it's not the toy basket. It's the food basket. Obviously. Obviously. Anyways, Jughead and Betty get interrupted with this, though, because they get called to Weatherby's office. Uh, and he goes off at them about how there's been outrage since the article came out. And Betty is in this adorable sweater, this gray sweater with red hearts, two yeah. rows offset, like like bricks. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And uh, the Lodge's lawyer has called. Mr. Sourberry. It's Mr. Sourberry. The, the like undertaker s- from Oliver Twist has called. Yeah, he's going to sue them and then put them in a grave. <laughs> uh, and so they have been suspended from the paper. So then they go off, I guess, to the newspaper room. To clear mm. out their desks. Because, and commiserate. Yes. And, and Jughead apologizes that that she is getting pulled into this, what his article did. Yeah. That, like, that, I'm, I can handle this, but you shouldn't be paying for, for what I did. Yeah. And he brings up the fact that he's been getting harassed by Keller, which she's like, what are you talking about? But then we also talk about how Jughead and Tony, they seem really close. We're just, close. we're pals. We're close pals. Close pals. Uh, and, and Betty comes clean about how she saw them at Pops and how they looked close, closer than close pals. And uh, asks if anything happened mm-hmm. between them. And she gets the most high school answer ever. Ooh. I love it. She she stayed over and, we, and, and she gave me a tattoo <laughs> and we did some stuff. But, but not, not everything. everything. <laughs> Stuff, but not everything, because we can't say the words. Thank you for remembering they're in high school. We, we, we can't actually speak sex, or not sex, or making out, or kissed. Some things, but not everything. What, what was the thing Tony actually said the episode after that? Heavy petting or something like that? Maybe. <laughs> Above the waist makeout time? Something. Something. I don't remember. But then he has to ask her, well, did... Has, have you d- done anything with anyone since we broke up? And she says no, but that's mm. only because her session got interrupted by laundry time, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so over at the lodges, uh, Veronica gets a package, a confirmation present that was sent by the St. Clairs. Mm-hmm. And she is actually absolutely repulsed by this. But that's just the way we do things. We send gifts as a sign of respect, even when we're at war, families like ours, as I drink my tea very slowly. And oh, by the way, I heard that Nick got an unfriendly visit from Archie. Yeah, it's pretty unfriendly. Yeah. Archie's over at Pops picking up some, some food. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And, and triple checking everybody's special orders. Yes. And, uh, you know, sorry, just want to make sure everything's like, you know, that I don't get in trouble with Mr. Lodge. And he's like, oh, Pop's like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine. He's the boss. Which makes Archie go, what? <gasps> what do you mean by that? What? What? You, huh? what? But he actually doesn't fully get an answer because he his phone rings beep, beep, beep. and he runs away because the FBI is just hanging out on Archie's yeah. couch in the garage. Our favorite Fed is just acting like a, like a jilted ex. You never call me anymore. I text and like, I'm just putting myself out here for you, Archie. And I need to know what you think. Am I even important to you? <laughs> That's the scene. Pretty much. But you're, yeah, like, so you're like ghosting me. And I, I can't have that at this point in my life. And my career, frankly, is very important. 
Also, there's a confirmation, which means family, which means crime families coming in. And You're you going to got... have to make this up to me, okay? Just tell me everything. And Archie's like, no, no, I got to be there for Ronnie. I can't be there for the FBI. No, Archie, you got to be there for us both. I'm Actual make... words. I'm not going to make you choose, but you do have to work at this. <laughs> I thought we had something special. He cannot actually be FBI. If he turns out to be real FBI, I'm going to be like, where the fuck are your supervisors? You're terrible at your job. (laughs) He's just doodling in his notebook like, Agent Andrews, heart, heart. We have the same initials. (laughs) Sheriff Keller is at the trailer as Jughead's coming home. Mm -hmm. And he puts... An eviction notice up on the trailer. Not just on his, but on most of the units in the the whole park. The whole, the whole trailer park is being evicted. Everybody out of the pool. Because apparently the trailer park is on city land. Mm -hmm. And because there's a lot of back rent owed, the mayor can just evict everyone. By order of the mayor. We we have gone from uh, tackling racist monuments head on to like urban renewal and slum clearance and gentrification. Yep. I mean, the whole season's been about gentrification, but now, bam, right in your face. Yep. Uh, they have 14 days to get out. At the lodges, uh, Mayor McCoy and Josie come over to offer an apology about the way Veronica was treated. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is an interesting four-way dynamic. Yes. Because Hermione graciously accepts the apology, but Veronica doesn't. Veronica offers an invitation to the two of them to attend. But Hermione's like, what the fuck are you doing? To attend the confirmation. Yes. Uh, and the mayor's being all like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And Josie's is not, like, saying anything. Yeah. Uh, until after uh, the the confirmation invitation is given. And then jo- they're like, oh, that's great, because then we can give you your present. And uh, Josie just says, I'd love to sing at your confirmation, which what? makes Veronica go, no. And Hermione go, oh, yes. Like she's the little drummer boy. You couldn't like get who, a nice pen set or something. Who has who has singers at their confirmation that aren't just like the church choir? Are you going to sing Ave Maria? No, you're going to sing Bittersweet Symphony from the Cruel Intention which, soundtrack, which is Veronica's request because they're going to do a duet. And Josie does not know it, but she can learn it. And I'm like, like, what the fuck, Josie? How do you not know that? First off, how do you know it as the song from the Cruel Intentions soundtrack? Right? And not from, like, the top fucking 40, you know? I mean, I am glad that she, like, knows Cruel Intentions, but... <laughs> that movie is also, like, how old now? It is twice 20, their age. 20 years old? It is twice their age. Is it? It came out in 1999. 1999. I definitely saw that in 1999 when dang, I was 11. Dang, dang. <laughs> I should not have seen that movie. <laughs> My brother had it. I love the soundtrack. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the movie the soundtrack's from. Nice. Yeah. Big fan of uh, Ryan Phillippe there? Um, I was more about the soundtrack. It was a good soundtrack. <laughs> I was more about Lori Petty. I know. Uh, I mean, 1999, that was my, like, Lance Bass stage. I had just gotten over Tara Lipinski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was... Uh, so, at the the White Worm, FP is, is giving a, a speech. He's rallying the troops. Rallying everyone about how they aren't going anywhere. They're not going to leave. Uh, but uh, just FYI, just like, I gotta ask, 
Did anybody here take off the statue's head? I, I just, I hate that I have to ask, but I have to ask. And tall boys are like, ask your boy. <laughs> he, ask Jughead. He wrote that article. He started all this. It's all his fault. He thinks he's so smart because he can read. And Jughead's like, well, tall boy, you're the tallest guy in the room. You wouldn't need a ladder to do it. Did you do it? <laughs> to be fair, that's the most evidence anyone has for <laughs> anything so far. You're really tall. You don't. You could have done it. That makes sense. There were no like ladder marks in the ground. So, Sheriff Keller, I uh, I'd like to provide an anonymous tip. I think Wilt Chamberlain might have defaced the statue. <laughs> Do we know the whereabouts of one Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> Uh, no, we need we need to find old Reggie. Where'd old Reggie go? Old Re- Reggie suddenly shrunk, and we need to find his height because the ghost of old Reggie definitely did it. When new Reggie takes Jingle Jangle, he turns into old Reggie. <gasps> we did. We only saw him high in the first season, and we haven't seen him high. In the oh second. man, he's you not know, getting high on his own supply in the second you, season. You know what I'd love? Okay, I want. There would be an episode focused on Reggie where he does, like, some drugs and he has, like, a major trip. And then suddenly it's, like, old Reggie that he's seen himself as. Like, anytime he goes past a mirror or, like, a reflection, it's, like, other Reggie. Yes. Yeah. That's like a little guest star appearance. That's canon. Yeah. That'd be great. Back at the Lodges, uh, Hiram is meeting with Archie and is all like, well, I heard rumors that you visited uh, Nick St. Clair. Archie comes clean that, you know, when I heard what... He did to Veronica. I just, I just had to do something, and Hiram's acting very like, oh, well. And after well, a long dramatic well, pause, he's like, be- dude, that's badass. Yes, after beating up on kid on a kid in a cast, I'm impressed. That's fucking awesome, dude. Good job, Archie, Archibald, Archiekins. I'm gonna call you Archiekins now because I'm impressed. <laughs> Uh, and then he brings up the fact that he is hosting a poker game at Pops the night before the confirmation, and he needs someone to be there. And will Archie be there for Archie, him? Archie, I need someone, I need a 16-year-old to handle the alcohol and tobacco. <laughs> yeah. To pour the drinks and cut the cigars. Yeah, yeah. Sound good? You want to be there? Also, you're going to have to get a rental car and, uh... Buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> The boys will also be wanting some uh, pornography from the magazine rack. Can you take care of that for me, Archie? Uh, so at, at the Coopers, Betty gets home. Uh, looks like she did some shopping. I'm assuming some new outfits for her webcamming. What if it's new outfits for this Sunday? I, I'm going with webcam outfits. But some dude in like in a polo shirt that makes me think of the ShamWow guy? <laughs> The sham wow guy basically yeah. comes downstairs. He's got uh, bleached hair. Everybody's got bleached hair in yeah. Chick's life. And and his name's Ben. And he, he comes down and uh then then Chick comes down in a bathrobe with a jug of milk. <laughs> and she's like, I thought you had a job interview. Oh, that was it. Uh Apparently, Ben works for concessions at the Bijou. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all of my most successful job interviews have included glass jugs of milk. Yeah. Does he have a mini fridge upstairs? <laughs> Why did the milk come from upstairs? <laughs> Betty was worried that it, or thought that it was like one of his, his, thought he was having sex with like. From, with one what? of his cam friends. Cam friends, yeah. Thought it was one of his cam friends coming over. And he's. Gets very, like, no. No. Like, I would never tell them where I live, and don't you tell them where you live. Mm-hmm. Very, like, serious. This is like the first rule of sex club. You don't tell anybody in sex club where you live. 
you know, talk about sex club. Well, that's the second rule. <laughs> yes, because you got to put the safety rule first. Mm-hmm. Safety first, everyone. So Jughead goes to the mayor to bitch her out about everything going on. Yeah. Um, when do you ca- since when do you care about the statue of a murderer? You should uh, be an ally. Well, and apparently the governor called her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Jughead starts to put together and is like thinking about like, why would you do this? Your strings are being pulled. Who are well, pulling your strings? Well, before he finishes the sentence, in the long pause, there's like this dramatic shot that pulls away and you see her old desk. Mm-hmm. And there's a strangely like prominent view of her salad. <laughs> Who put you up to this? The salad? (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing it for the lettuce? Are you just trying to get paid? Well, he automatically, though, connects it to Hiram. And Mm -hmm. is it Hiram Lodge? And uh, Her silence speaks volumes. There's silence. And then she says, you've always been smart, Jughead. Now back down. (laughs) And they're like, well, confirmation right there. Okay. No, that's a few scenes later. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Veronica and Archie are at the soup kitchen because in addition to her uh, renouncing the devil, she needs to perform some charity. Mm -hmm. Which Uh, means she's getting Archie to perform charity for her while she watches. I don't see her dumping soup. She's not wearing an apron. And she's very surprised to learn that he was invited to the poker game because, uh, you know, it's very inner circle. And she she doesn't want him to get hurt, and she wants him to be careful. And he's like, what are you talking about? Why would I get hurt? It's a poker game. I'm just going to, like, pour some drinks. And she's like, no, no, no. Archie, you don't know how to make drinks. <laughs> he just thinks he's going to pour, like, some Coke and You, you just drank bottles straight from out of your dad's cabinet <laughs> at the birthday party. That's not how it works. And that's why you got drunk in two seconds. There's ratios. <laughs> Because he's like, well, aren't they your family? Yeah, but they're family like my dad. Yeah. Don't cross them. They will murder you. Everything's murder in this town. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Jughead meets Betty at Pops. Oh, I love this whole scene. She, she's the only person he can talk to about this. Yeah. And uh, he, he wants to start off by, like, apologizing again that he pushed her away mm-hmm. when... When things were rough with the serpents, and now things are continuing to be rough, and he's pulling her in because he's learned Mm -hmm. that they're a team, and that it's her choice. So so he catches her up on the fact that, he catches her up on the eviction going on, the mayor with the statue, and Betty's like, well... If the statue's the excuse, we take it off the table. Find the head, we can... can Find the head, save the trailer park. Yes. So they're going to the cheerleader. Go, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to go on a hunt. Headhunt. They're, they're going headhunting. Headhunting. Head Mystery time. Mystery buddies. The, the camera is in love with reflective surfaces in Pops. Yeah. There, there's a really fun shot that's just on the backing mirror and you see the two of them in this corner yeah. surrounded by all the like art deco trailer like elements. And it's such a good moment of them like connecting again mm-hmm. or the two of them in the background on the top half of the shot while there's this striking reflection of the neon on a table on a formica tabletop yeah in the the foreground of the shot yeah it's fun it looks good it looks good it's also very sweet 
Yeah, it's it's very, you know, to, to better days, you know. Yeah. The best things always happen to Pops, even though some of the worst things happen to Pops. Yeah. So Veronica goes up to Hiram and is all like, what are you doing inviting him to the <laughs> poker game? He's going to learn all the family secrets. Veronica, if this boy is going to keep dating you, he's, he's going to be around the family. We need to bring him inside. I have a feeling Archie's like us. No, no, he's not like us. He's not like us. No, he's not. Well, then, we need to decide whether he we bring him in or he stays outside forever. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Jughead goes to the White Worm, and Penny is there yeah, waiting with everyone. Holding court. And, Everyone's very upset with Jughead. Uh, Tallboy tall brought her in. Because uh, they need her legal advice mm-hmm. for the eviction. She knows but, 41 ways to stall this. We're talking years. Yes. But what is is now telling FP about what happened and showing her skinned arm. Her surprisingly clean skinned arm. Like, and like well healed. It, it's grody. But it could be a thousand times grodier. It looks more like she got like a burn. Yeah. Like she touched <laughs> something very hot. Do you have a weirdly shaped pot that you got bumped against in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. It healed very well. I love Penny in this scene. She's just in control and she loves it. Oh. And she knows it. And like FP is just falling apart with yes. anger. Well, uh, her posture, her gestures. Oh. And she. Penny was only gone for one episode and it turns out I missed her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she uh, wants back in. Mm hmm. Uh, she wants Jughead kicked out, and she wants his cat tattoo carved out, and she wants to be the one to do it with a dirty knife. <laughs> Which is fair. Pan to Jughead, looking terrified. I I can't say it's it's an irreasonable request, considering the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we we are in the the trailer with with FP. And uh, Jughead. We got a knockdown, drag out, bad dad fight. FP is trying. Yeah, she Penny is a cobra. Yes, yeah. we gotta say that. But that Jughead went too far. He's absolutely furious. Like you mutilated her. You mutilated a woman. That's not something you come back from, Jug. And he's like, like putting a kid in a freezer, Dad. <laughs> and so Jughead gets thrown against the wall. And he shouts in his face, and it's ooh. Jughead goes off about how, you know, they're using the article, they're using the statue to do what they've always done to us. And it's like, yeah, the, no, no, you're... This This is the question. Is Jughead the cause of their problems? Mm-hmm. Or is this whole thing just an excuse to facilitate what was going to come anyway? Yeah. And, uh, and in this moment, FP says that Jughead will be the death of them, which causes Jughead to rip off his beanie. After making a very goofy, grumpy face. Very, very, very goofy, grumpy face. But the beanie! He should have just torn off the hat. Let, let's, let Lily coach you on this one. She knows faces. She's good at faces. <laughs> so then Archie is with the FBI again, and they have a very long conversation about, you're going to wear a wire. No, I'm not going to wear a wire. You're going to wear a wire when you're working the poker game. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Look, how am I supposed to trust you, okay? You, you never call. I think you think this FBI agent has more emotional issues than he does. (laughs) He totally does. Nobody at the office listens to him. They all think he's a fool for involving a teenager in this very high-profile investigation. Yeah. 
his career's on the line, and so is his heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's his last chance. <laughs> Uh, so at the Coopers, uh, Hal is giving his ultimatum again of, I told you, it's him or me. I got my bag in my hand. He's a stranger. And Alice is all like, well, Chick's got a job and he's going to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's and, your beef? <laughs> and Hal's just like, I'm going to be at the B&B downtown. Call me when he's gone. That's my beef. He says, that's my, my beef. 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 It's what's for dinner at the B&B. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chick got a job at the Beef Jew. Uh, <laughs> everybody's beefing. It's beef with Jew. Yeah, that that's a French dip. Yes, yeah, he serves yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. So Veronica is at church, and it's the shot of her hand holding a rosary. It's very Boondock Saints. And she goes to uh, confession. Yeah, with, with a uh, slow motion walk and camera down on the floor, just watching her calves as they go. Her tone of voice sounds like she really wants to fuck God. <laughs> well, yeah, she She's does. trying to seduce our Lord and Savior, probably because he's got those abs out oh, on every yeah. crucifix. And he looks like Oren McGregor. <laughs> I mean, that's the picture her family has up, I'm sure. <laughs> or Abolito, or Abolita, at least. Yeah. 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 You're in McGregor, Jesus. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are only hope. <laughs> At least Robolita. She also really loves Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Singing. Mm-hmm. Talking about how it's very long. He wants her to be comfortable. Oh, Dios mio. <laughs> you think Abuelita's a big fan of Velvet Goldmine? I am. <laughs> All right, then. But yeah, so Veronica goes to confession and she's like, yep, I've sinned. I'm a gossip disrespectful to my parents i'm i'm doing something terrible to my boyfriend i'm i'm lying i'm leading him down an unrighteous path Mm -hmm. it is the family known monsignor she is confessing to yeah and is like in riverdale for one night only (laughs) so you you've known my family since before i was born and you know about us so do you have any advice? And he just gives her some Hail Marys and stuff and, like, shuts the do- window on her face. And she is not okay with this answer. It is not enough for her. Also, he's got a very Irish accent. There can be Irish Monsignors. There are a lot of Irish Why Monsignors. Why are you so racist? I was not expecting their Monsignor to be an Irish Monsignor. I was expecting, because of the the whole mafia thing, I was expecting an Italian Monsignor. Because of their family, I was expecting maybe a Hispanic Monsignor. I was not expecting Irish Catholic. Should have just gone straight up Polish. (laughs) That would have caught me out of left field, too. Korean Jesus. So Korean Monsignor. Just like, he he runs the the 21 Jump Street church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then Veronica's having a drink time. With grandma and the aunties and yeah. stuff. All of her aunts are talking about what they do at confession. And, and, and how they make themselves feel better about things. The charity work her one aunt does so she can sleep at night. You know how it is. And how I pray for my husband so he doesn't get murdered. You'll have to find your thing when you grow up. And then, uh, oh, who is that boy we saw? Was that your boyfriend? Uh, and then, yeah, that was Archie. Ar- Archie Andrews. Uh. Do we know his family? He doesn't really have a family. No, you do not know his He's family. He's got a scruffy dad. He's Hermione, like, basically sums all this up to the family. But no, innocente. Yeah, he's an innocent. Innocent, yeah. Uh, so it's poker night at Pops. 
Yeah. Why can't Pop Tate just wear the wire? <laughs> why is I don't know why the FBI has not gone to Pop. Every, he's in everybody's business. They're all just laying they it all out. Just tell everything in to him. his booths day in and day out. Yeah. Twenty four hours. The man doesn't sleep. I'm just like, why didn't the FBI like I don't know come stick a wire under a table and eat a sandwich there earlier in the day? How do you buy out Pops for the night? Because <laughs> it is twenty four hours. If anything, that's proof that Hiram Lodge is the secret owner. Yes. <laughs> it's the first time Pops has ever done a private event. Archie is getting introduced to the different people. There's uh, Kowalski, mm-hmm. the the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And we all know how that goes. Listen to history, honeys. Chicago spookums. Yeah. There you go. And the other there, guy's name there was. There was a, a guy who ran a brewery, the best beer in the Rust Belt. Yeah, I forgot what his name was, though. It's not important because uh, we meet... Papa Poutine! The, the fourth in this card game, Papa Poutine. He's from Quebec. He's from Montreal. He's the Poutine King of Canada. <laughs> Speaking of accents, not French-Canadian, not French in the least, (laughs) but he takes his poutine very seriously. Papa Poutine. Uh, Not his real name, his chosen name. And what does he order for his his poker snacks? A plate of poutine. Yes. This is after, though, he gets, uh, we get, you know, Archie gets introduced. Like, Archie Andrews. Oh, Andrews. Didn't your wife know a guy by that name? Hmm. Hmm. Whose idea was it to uh, get him involved in in your business? You or your wife? Like, Papa Hmm. Poutine's a jerk. Papa Poutine's nosy. Uh, So Pop brings the food and he's like, oh man, I'm glad I had an opportunity to make poutine. I don't normally get to do that. This is exciting. And Papa Poutine's like, spits it out and is like, this is shit. There's no cheese curds. No, he says, these aren't cheese curds. There is cheese, but apparently it's not up to his liking. They're not curds. He probably had, like, grated cheese. I don't know. That's not how you do it. But Hiram, because, oh, he says, like, do you own this, like, shithole or something like that? He's like, no, I do. (gasps) Hiram comes clean about that. And he's like, no, you apologize. You do not not disrespect Pop Tate. (laughs) Apologize to Pop Tate. No, and he storms out. And Hiram's like, I'm sorry, Pop. He has no respect or decency. I mean, Papa Poutine has been on hard times ever since he got cut from the kitchen cabaret show at Epcot. <laughs> they they didn't have time for a number about really fattening comfort food. I do love that Hiram is so protective of Pop Tate. <laughs> yes. Like, no bad will ever come to Pop Tate now. It's no longer a confirmation. It's a rechristening. Pop Tate will be Veronica's new godfather. <laughs> Archie then is called away from the poker game to go plunge the toilet in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, hey, Archie, that's a plunger that's made for a sink. <laughs> Little thing people don't know is that the plungers that most people use are for sinks. Yeah. Not toilets. They do not work right. No. They don't do anything. No. Don't buy that kind. Yeah, well, it's Archie. Yeah. There's a window open. Mm-hmm. In the bathroom. And he hears some chit-chat out there. Papa Poutine is still steaming. He's piping hot poutine. Uh, and, and you know, Lodge is a problem, and he's getting sloppy, uh, and, you know... He's in he, business with the dude who fucked his wife. He needs That's to be... weakness. Re- he should be removed after the confirmation. I'm gonna do it myself. 
Ba-ba-bum. So it's confirmation time, and this church has banging acoustics. <laughs> and and Josie is up there singing Bittersweet Symphony mm-hmm. right next to uh, Monsignor Pope dude. <laughs> yes, he is next in line for the papacy. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the full outfit. The full outfit's going He's on. He's dressed to the nines. Yes. Veronica walks down the aisle Joining singing. in. Which, No. No, if you're going to do this, if you're going to call this kind of an audible on your confirmation, you can open up the guest list. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is no longer family only if you're auditioning for the Boston Pops. Also, giant fucking church. <laughs> Where's the string section or did you just get a karaoke track? <laughs> How did you hide your mic in your look? <laughs> well, the singing is happening. She mm-hmm. she t- starts she takes confirmation. Saying uh, that she can't we, change. She can't change. She can't change. Uh, we do learn that her middle name is Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Monsignor asks, do you walk in the light of the Lord? And when he asks this, the lights go dark on the altar. And she looks out at everyone. And then there's a spotlight on Archie. Well, she she looks at all of her family, both her parents and the, the extended, the uncles. Yeah. And then we, but then behind them, we, it's sort of a rack focus yes. thing to bring Archie out of the background and with then, with a key with, light with a right spotlight. on his face. Yeah, and then the lights go up behind her on the altar, and, and she, she says, decides I to do. say yes. She looks like she's ascending into heaven as she chooses the path of righteousness <laughs> to save Archie's soul. <laughs> uh, so then we're at the after party with the DJ pumping, mm-hmm. and uh, the mayor comes and uh, gives the lodges a letter. And congratulates them on being the proud owners of what was Southside High. Veronica uh, takes Archie to meet uh, her abuelita. Who has the, the, the pinch of a piranha. <laughs> so handsome and pinch, 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 pinch them cheeks. Betty goes to find Jughead because he is ignoring the free buffet, which means that he is upset. <laughs> uh, and he never ignores Phoebe from Friends. Jughead uh, opens up about how the serpents are voting on whether to kick him out or not, mm-hmm. or what happens, because he really fucking messed up. He tells the penny story. And you the, cut the, her? The, the drug delivery story that Which led to the penny story. Which we're still just assuming. Yes. There's got to be something um, more interesting in that crate. None of what he did to try to make things better matter, because she's back and everything's going bad, and every decision he's made has made everything worse. And she's going to be like, oh, but then wait, beep, 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 beep. Hold on, Jughead, our problems are solved. And then we, we leave. <laughs> yes. Veronica and Archie are dancing and she's all like, you're my beacon in the night. <laughs> and then Hiram cuts in and she's like, daddy, I don't want him brought in. We are not bringing him into the family. And Hiram's like, mm, well, that kind of sucks. But like, okay, whatever you say, kiddo. Uh, Jughead and Betty go to the dump to meet... To meet old man McGucket. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and he's like, you kids are looking for a head? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, we are. We want to give your merchandise a checkup from the neck up. And if it's got nothing from there down, then we're ready to clown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jughead is a scat man. Okay. Well, old man McGucket here did did find this thing. Uh, In a refrigerator. Why is he going through the scrapyard opening and closing he, abandoned refrigerators? He's a big fan of... Uh, Maybe Wall- there's a pie in there this time. No, he's a big fan of Wally. Yeah. And he thinks that he's going to find some nature growing in the junk. 
it, it is the head of the statue, and so they're like, oh, did you see who dumped it? Yeah, there was this guy who came in last week, never seen him before, but he had a jacket like yours. Was he tall? That's the one question we need to identify. Yes, he was very tall. It turns out there is only one tall serpent. That's how he got the nickname. Well, Sweepy's really tall. But I guess, was he tall and old? Or tall and dashingly young? Did he have five feet of hair and a face like a catcher's mitt? <laughs> or was it as smooth as a baby's bottom? Uh, so back at the party, Archie uh, approaches Hiram that he needs to talk, and, and they go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, it's Papa Poutine, he's planning something. <laughs> Gotta protect yourself from a coup. You're gonna be buried in gravy by the end of the night. <laughs> he's like, thank you, Archibald, to go back to the party. That's- Let me slowly pick up this phone and dial while staring at the wall. And ubiquitous opera music plays in the background. I'm like, people gonna die. Yeah, he's gonna make sure that French guy gets fried. Jughead and Betty and FP show up at the White Worm with the head, stopping the vote. FP's like, what the hell are you doing at the dump, tall boy? You were seen, you dumbass. <laughs> Tall boy just lets it all out. Yeah, he was he was he saw an opportunity to stage a coup for control of the serpents alongside Penny. The opportunity he saw was Hiram offering him a sack of cash to cut a head off mm-hmm. a statue and sow some chaos. And he's like, Chaos, I can pin chaos on this nerd boy who knows the reading words. And this will be perfect. I can get rid of Jughead and I can get rid and, of FP. Mm-hmm. You broke the serpent law. We're going to strip you of your jacket, and we're going to exile you, and let's all vote. And because Betty's there, oh, and before we got to this, he was like, what's the North Sider doing here? Because Betty's there. And Jughead said, she's one of us. She did the dance. Don't act like you weren't staring, you creepo. So, so when they all vote, Betty votes too. Betty votes. She gets a vote. And everyone votes to exile Betty him. Betty loves democracy. And uh, FP says something about a long ride ahead. So like, I figure they're going like... Two whole towns. It'll be ten hours before they get there. I'm going to leave you in the desert (laughs) of Pennsylvania. (laughs) We're we're back at the lodges and Archie and Veronica are talking Mm -hmm. uh, about, she's like, what are you talking to my dad about? Oh, just about my internship. What? It's still going on? And so she's trying to scare him away and warn him away that it's not just about uh, Sodale, there's something far beyond that. It's like, yeah, your dad's a mobster. I've seen movies, I know. <laughs> well, she's very shocked to hear this word, like, spoken, actually. But she can't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she tries to, like, say, like, well, you don't know what he's planning, he's gonna do it. And like, no, no, do not tell me, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. No, don't. first he says, I can't know. I can't know. And then, responding I mean, I mean, to a quizzical look, he walks it back, like, it doesn't matter, I shouldn't know. I don't want to know. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. important. It, they, they have a very uh, Betty Jughead dynamic in this moment with, like, she's trying to push him away because of, like, no, you can't follow me down this path. And he's like, fuck that. I'm choosing to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I know your dad's a mobster. It's okay. And, and they s- survive this fight the first time. Yes. But you know that this place is bugged and the FBI guy is just like crying into a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I thought this one was different. So Jughead and Betty are at the trailer and they're just sitting on the sofa. Jughead's hat is off. Very mm-hmm. important thing because... Because he's vulnerable. He's opened up. Yeah. And, and so we're like, well, 
What's Hiram planning? Maybe we can talk to Veronica. Maybe we should investigate till we know more. Jughead's on probation from the serpents. Yeah, I'm, then... I'm sure they have like a really detailed <laughs> constitution of bylaws that define what probation is. Yeah. And then he he apologizes for trying to shield her from the serpents and the darkness of it. And he knows she can handle it. He was wrong. You're right, Jughead. I can handle lots of things. You want to know how I made $800 yesterday? <laughs> and so then she's like, well, I should go. Or you can stay. <gasps> stay. Oh! And she does stay. And, and she, she climbs on top. on top of him. And things are getting unzipped. <sighs> and there's this, this uh, like, caressing shot of her lower back as yeah. it is exposed. Yeah. And, and, and then she's like, wait. I need a, and you're like, what is she going to tell him? She's going to tell him about like the stuff. What, what is she? She, just, she no. tells him about some stuff, all right. That, some stuff she want to do. Quote, I want you, all of you tonight. Also oh. a very high school way of saying that. But also thank you for the confirmation that what's going to happen is going to happen to like, <laughs> I feel like there could have been better music there. Uh, you believe it could have been better? Yeah. Make me a believer. Well, first things first. We have other scenes. <laughs> uh, at the the Cooper household, Alice and Chick are sitting down uh, to dinner. And Alice is like, oh, I can't get a hold of her. I don't know where she is. Like, And then the doorbell rings and she goes to answer it. And, and it's the- Julian Assange <laughs> back from the Ecuadorian S- embassy. Most fucked up looking dude. <laughs> That's what I said. Asking for Chick. And then they just like look at each other well, like what? Uh. Then uh the the FBI is at Archie's house again and is like, so so and so a real name is dead. Who's that? Papa, Papa Poutine. Poutine. Papa Poutine was shot in the head at his hotel. But that was after he had five simultaneous heart attacks from all the <laughs> cholesterol. Uh but FBI agents like, did did you hear anything? Did you see anything at the party? No, no, no. Archie denies everything. He ain't no snitch, even though he very definitely is a snitch. That's you the are the point. reason that man got shot in the head. He's the worst informant alive. <laughs> Veronica gets another present at her house, and she's very concerned. And I'm like, oh, it's a head in a box. And it is a head in the box. It's, it's the, the statue, statue head in the box. Like, that's a that's a bronze or like a it was tinted green. So it's like a solid copper statue. That head's got to be at least 40 pounds. Veronica's got some pythons. She didn't, like, lift it. It was just, like, she there. And she it. opened the, like... I don't think she lifted she, it. Some, whoever lifted it is like, dang. A new dude. Bring on, back on, Smithers. Andre? On, Andre? Andre. Andre. Fuck Andre. Yeah. Uh, so then Betty gets home from sexy time <laughs> and is looking at herself in the mirror and all she, like, oh, she yeah. She takes the walk of, hey. Hey, girlfriend. You had a good night. And then she goes around the corner and she sees Alice on her hands and knees trying to mop up blood that is pouring out of the body of weird dude. Anybody got Joaquin's number? Did anybody get Joaquin's cell? Can we We need an expert. And she's like, Elizabeth, did you lock the front door? <laughs> End, of End of the episode. But yeah, we need walking. <laughs> or maybe, Alice, call FP. He'll just put him in the fridge. That won't do anything long term. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yeah, that's it. That is chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine. So what'd you think? Ah! Ah! I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. This one was a banger. Welcome back, RAS. I mean, it was it was extremely fast paced. It was always in that, but it was a bit more like we only had like two storylines happening. Yes. Technically, like three if you like include stuff with like Chick, but but it's so minor that it's mostly just a trailer for yeah. next week. Because like, yeah, guess who next week is going to focus on? It was it was kind of nice that it was more focused mm-hmm. even though it was fast-paced i felt like i could actually like process what was <laughs> happening in those two stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean th- this was pretty much riverdale at its best mm-hmm. probably not its weirdest no not its weirdest but like just the fact that it comes down to the the relationship between uh jughead and his people Veronica and Archie and Veronica and her people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the focus with this completely heightened sense of reality. And then you got something that just like how do you how do you name a character Papa Poutine and not just die? <laughs> yeah. How can how does God allow you to put those w- words in black and white yeah. and get away with it? I really enjoyed that this episode did focus so much on relationships too. Mhm. Certain things finally coming clean. Yeah. And I, I think uh, Veronica and her family speaks directly to what you were saying in our, our last episode. Mm-hmm. Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like you got what you were uh, uh, hoping for? Oh, because like last time I was talking about how I have been really annoyed with her storyline. Yes. Yes. I finally feel like there there is a storyline actually happening here <laughs> with her. Yeah. And it's not just like her parents being like crime bosses it's like the whole family it's this is her world this Mm -hmm. is it everyone's decision is about like their families being in crime yeah like her sitting around yeah being accepted into the sisterhood yeah and them all talking about like what they deal with to like go on day to day and deal Mm -hmm. with the fact that like they're crime bosses wives and stuff yeah there's Um, a lot of crime to go around it turns out There's so much more depth to, like, what's going on for her mm-hmm. now and, like, why she's doing what she's doing. I'm still not sure why she's doing what she's doing. But you can understand, like, the family connection and why, oh, this is what I'm supposed yeah, yeah. to do and this is this. And The thing that I really enjoyed about it is how uh, it always seemed, like, for, for the longest time now, Veronica made her choice and we'll just have to catch up to it. But now, like, something that's always been true in Riverdale, no choice is permanent. Yeah. People are constantly reevaluating things, and now we get to s- get into that process again. Now it's open to us. Yeah. Even through lighting cues, it is being communicated in, in a very uh, engaging way. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that we've talked about this week, let's talk a little bit about next week and what we think might happen. Darling, do you have any predictions? <laughs> to start, Archie is going to go double agent. He's going to come clean to, to uh, Hiram that he's been contacted by the FBI. He's going to tell him what he's told him and what he hasn't. Yeah. And he is going to be pressured, and we'll see if he does it. Uh, he's going to be given false information to pass along to to the agent. I don't oh. I don't know if he'll he'll do that or not, but that's the next stage. I like that. I think I think that could also happen after he tries to break away from the FBI. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm done. 
Oh, and then the guy then, just like tears up the the uh, immunity agreement. Yeah, or like tries to like throw something. Well, I'm gonna go after like you for this. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Well, shit, I can't do that." So then he goes to Hiram about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the FBI could then like try to connect him to the murder of like Papa Poutine or something, <laughs> even though he doesn't know anything. He would try to like use that. Yeah, you're yeah. an accessory to a crime, Archie. <laughs> you're an accessory to a crime against cuisine. <laughs> Aren't enough cheese curds in this town, Andrews. Obviously, we are going to be dealing with a dead body and a very blood-soaked dining room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we should have a prediction about why that guy was there and who he was. Mm-hmm. I first instinct client that chick slipped up and gave him an address. Because that, that yeah. would have been foreshadowed. But what other ideas have we got? I think instead of client, it could be like boss oh him or like something something like someone someone who has a control over him Mm -hmm. well not anymore owes something to yeah yeah maybe he came in demanding things of chick and chick refused to leave or refused to do whatever and was trying to like grab him drag him out or something and alice protected her baby boy okay or it's the question it's also the question of alice killed did alice do it or chick or a third party. Or, or a third party. Oh. Um, I kind of want to think that maybe it is Chick that did it. And yeah. it's Alice trying to protect him. And Alice Chick, might take the blame Chick for it. Chick did it. Alice is going to take the fall for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah. I predict that we will get an episode about the missing hours between his arrival at night mm-hmm. and his cleanup in the morning. Mm. We're going to get a flashback episode or an episode with flashbacks in it. Do you just want more bughead sex time? No. Because <laughs> that would be in that time period. It would be. Just because, like, and meanwhile, like, every so often they just go to a different bit. Yeah. Now they're in the kitchen. Also, there's a game show host. I, I don't know what that voice was. I'm sorry. Uh, but, no, I, I just think that would be a fun way to tell the story. Uh, like what? Non-sequentially. Yeah. Yeah. What's with ooh, timelines a bit? Ooh, it it, it worked for Tales from the Dark Side. I would like it to be a thing where, like, eventually, like, Betty confides in someone, like, Jughead or something about this. And she doesn't know, like, what happened still. And they're, like, trying to figure it out. And so they're like, well, what if it was this? And then we get, like, that flashback of that. Well, what if it was this? And then we have, like, multiple what could have happened. <laughs> we get the ending of Clue. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they still don't know for a while. And then eventually we do find out what it was. But I think that could be fun. That would be so good. Get on like, it. F- like four different Whatever scenarios. episode you've written, write this one instead. <laughs> Thank you very much. The the Pickens head is going to be used. It, it's We have not seen the last of this prop. Yeah. It's going to be thrown through somebody's window. It's going to be used as a hood ornament or like a, a, a lawn and like statue, something. This head is not gone for good. I, I've been feeling this for a while. But now that Tallboy's gone, it's a little bit more like, could it still be a possibility? But I feel like there could still be a split in the serpents of uh-huh. the young serpents leaving. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was like brought up by Tallboy and like a him leading the way in this hatred for the the younger ones mm-hmm. that like side with Jughead and stuff. But I could see this still becoming a thing. Yeah. 
where they diverge into two gangs. We, we've been there's been that tension for a long, long time, and we've been predicting it for many weeks. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm still feeling it. But if it were to happen now with Tallboy gone, for now at least, mm-hmm. it would have to be FP and Jughead doing the splitting. Yeah, because FP's the last adult character that's still like involved. Yeah. Which I think is the the biggest, best way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What if Hal killed the dude? What if he came home? Hal came home and killed the dude? Came home and he saw, like, whatever was happening, and Mm -hmm. then he killed it. The guy, he's either upstairs, like, getting the blood off himself. Or he just fled into the night. Or he fled into the night, or Alice was like, go, we'll take care of it. You go, get an alibi right now, we'll take care of this. Yeah. (laughs) What if? What? That's a good call. I he like pr- that. And it was like he was protecting his son. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to learn that Cheryl was really upset that nobody came to her confirmation to the Church of Satan, <laughs> where she had to renounce the path of righteousness. No, her confirmation <laughs> that took up, uh, that happened. It on, happened at the exact same no. time, but on the other side of town. It, it happened at the the ash-filled... Thornhill Cemetery mm-hmm. with all the ashes of the house, you know. Yeah. As she she walked down the grave and stood on top of JJ's plot and... Uh, and she bared herself in it like a day at the beach. Yeah, up to her head. <laughs> and then she um, promised to be with him forever. And nobody went because she didn't have Josie singing a number at hers. That's why everybody was at Veronica's. And, and Nana Blossom's wheelchair couldn't make it over all the ashes. <laughs> Got all gummed up. Yeah, she's like, keep going, I got to make it. Oh, Nana, we love you. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about what we know is going to happen then. How about that? They're going to hide a body. They're going to hide a body. Uh, (laughs) The the next episode is called The Telltale Heart. Uh, This, of course, is probably the most famous of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories about a guy who's definitely not crazy. Yeah. Like the first paragraph is how totally not, I'm, I'm really not crazy, guys, trust me. But he kills his uh, elderly neighbor because his neighbor has a weird looking eye. Then uh, the narrator confesses the crime because he believes he hears the dead man's heart beating uh, under the floorboards where he stowed it. That story's had at least eight film adaptations for, for this to take its name from this episode and, and keep that tradition going. And, and even more inspired by the story. Uh, the most recent starred Rose McGowan and came out direct to DVD in 2016 Ooh. after sitting on a shelf since 2011. Ooh. It's not good by all accounts. Doesn't sound like it. No. I love Rose McGowan, though. It's all right. She's like a new Lori Petty. Yeah. <laughs> I really only have experience with her from that, like, one season of Charmed I watched. See, I was thinking of Rose Byrne, actually. Yeah, totally on the same people. That's the new Lori Pettit. That makes more sense that you love Rose Byrne. <laughs> I love you most. <laughs> Stay. Stay? Stay. We're just staring at each other awkwardly right now. <laughs> Make out noises. I'm surprised Moki hasn't jumped on our lap yet. But yeah, the trailer is basically a whole lot of things people do when they're trying to hide a dead body. Yeah. I think nearly. Cry. Nearly. Carry heavy things. Nearly. Scrub floors. Buy a lot of bleach. Nearly every character. You're not going to interrupt me that time? That's cool. Nearly. Dig a hole. <laughs> 
Nearly <laughs> Nearly every character we see Start is, a fire. is a Cooper, uh, is one of the Cooper family. Chop them up into little bits. So we're going to have a real Feed them to a dog. focus <laughs> on the Cooper clan. Hopefully Cheryl shows up because she was completely absent. I don't think she was even in the student lounge. I don't think so. That's why she wasn't at the confirmation. She didn't get the invite. <laughs> She she had to study for an exam, so she wasn't in like hangout time, so she didn't get invited. Yeah. She, poor yeah. poor dear. Yeah. <laughs> You're really proud of yourself, aren't you? And also my muscles hurt from working out yesterday and it hurts to laugh. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> You're turning purple, dear. Uh, there, there's one really striking <gasps> shot of mm-hmm. uh, Betty inside a, a concrete tube, like a like a drainage tunnel of some kind, yep. with, the, with a prone body at her feet, presumably this blind creepazoid. Yep. Th- this blonde creepazoid. Yep. Not blind. <laughs> no. Maybe. Seen... Maybe maybe he was blind and like he accidentally tripped on something. Well, he's not seeing anything these days. <laughs> no. But that will be coming at you next week. Uh, it's And, of course, we're just counting down until April over here. How are there only that many episodes left? You know what they should do? What should they do? They, they should figure out who did that graffiti about being um, a serpent slut. Yeah. And hit them up for some pig's blood. <laughs> They're going to need a lot for all, the, all yeah. the rehearsals and the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we get vegan pig's blood? That's corn syrup. <laughs> corn syrup and red. Well, I guess you got to get vegan red food coloring. Yeah, and one drop of blue. Uh, make sure you clean that up immediately so it doesn't harden. Then you're screwed. Uh, people have asked uh, what we think of some of the, the things that have come out, like the um, in-character bios that the teens are putting in the program that have been released and all the theories surrounding that. We're already putting together plans for a bonus episode for the next time the show's on break about everything relating to the musical episode. Everything they've, like, released. And some stuff that we're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Trust us. It's going to be hot. Yeah. Uh, So look out for that eventually. Yeah. But in the meantime... We would love, love, love to see you uh, drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you find us. It does so much to help the show grow, and it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. You can also tell a friend. Tell your friend. You can be like us, who went to an engagement party and basically told every single person we met about Sex Archie. Don't invite us to a party unless you want two 30-year-olds shouting about teenagers. (laughs) Because that's what you're going to fucking get. We are those people. That's our lives now. It's, it's we, either that or our dog. We talk about our dog and Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Everyone else is talking about like their upcoming vacations and their 401ks. And yeah, I'm like, glad you can afford that. We just watch TV and have a dog. <laughs> so tell those friends. <laughs> Bring them to us. Welcome them into the world of Riverdale. Also, feel free to follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie, mm-hmm. uh, where we have a good old time and, and love having people join in the conversation there. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine.